And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. Well, hello everyone. It is Monday, December 31st, 2018. I'm broadcasting live. It is 6.28 and 32 seconds as I'm broadcasting live right now. Uh, thank you for joining me. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. If you're listening live, thank you for listening as well. Everyone, I'm very glad to see you. Uh, it's New Year's Eve today, December 31st, 2018. It's about to be... 2019 in a couple of hours we're looking at that uh, we'll talk about that we'll also talk about on this episode it's pretty much not going to be political for the most part we'll be talking about some other stuff but we'll, we'll include some politics just because a lot of the things that we've seen uh, have been pretty unprecedented I don't know if anyone's uh, been paying attention but uh, there's actually a senator uh, who was kind of seen as a potential candidate for the uh, 2020 race and now she has taken pretty much uh, critical steps into uh, solidifying her her candidacy for the 2020 race. We'll also talk about this unprecedented tweet that came from a part of a body of government. Very, very unprecedented there. We'll talk about that and what that means, especially as the government is shut down. It's all coming up next on episode 55 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. Thanks for joining me here. It is Monday, December 31st, 2018, 6.30 on the dot as I'm broadcasting this right now. Thank you for being here. And um, there are only a couple of hours left uh, before the clock strikes 2019. They're exactly, from what I'm broadcasting and recording right now, they're exactly 5 hours, 29 minutes, and 22 seconds until 2019, and uh, we'll have a live countdown clock on our website. I'm not a huge, uh, per se, uh, count uh, New Year's celebrant, because, uh, and not to be incredibly liberal with this, but, you know, there are other cultures, there's other religions uh, that celebrate different New Year's, there's other even um, uh, races and ethnic backgrounds that celebrate different New Year's, and of course... Christianity and the Gregorian calendar dominate them all, <laughs> and that seems to be what people, uh, knowingly or not, seem to celebrate, uh, so that's kind of interesting, just a very uh, kind of point that no one really pays attention to, but, you know, it's it's fun, It's you celebrate uh, the new year and everything, um, and speaking of the new year, uh, the United States Strategic Command had one of the most unprecedented things that I think any United States government has ever, ever uh, kind of uh, communicated to the public, and uh, they later apologized for this. And I don't know if you heard this, but uh, uh, anyone in the chat room, let me know if, you, if you've heard of this story. We have about 27 people in the chat room right now. Uh, but this is what it says. It's from the United States Strategic Command uh, Twitter account. It's verified. It is the real U.S. Strategic Command uh, Twitter account. And it says, Times Square, and I'm literally quoting this, it says, Times Square tradition uh, rings in the new year by dropping the big ball. 
dot dot dot, if ever needed, we are ready to drop something much, much bigger. And then they embedded a video that has uh, thousands of views, tens of thousands, actually now hundreds of thousands after they deleted it. Uh, and and they, have, they say, watch to the end, and they embedded a video of them dropping these enormous bombs that could kill thousands and thousands of people. And I would assume that not only these bombs is what they're referring to, but they're also referring to the enormous uh, nuclear arsenal that the United States has behind them. And that's pretty scary. Uh, that they would even say that, and even that—that that is even a joke. You know, I mean, this is obviously something that's very casually uh, put out, which is the number one problem. But uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people joke about this, and it's really—I mean, while it is the nature of this communication is uh, could be perceived as amusing, the actual content of it is not at all. I mean, you can really do a lot of damage to a lot of places and a lot of people uh, by, you know, acting upon what the United States is saying, especially when you do it at a countrywide level. In fact, I was watching uh, a bunch of news networks, and one of the analysts, Phil Mudd, who's actually on CNN, uh, was talking, he said, you know, it's, it's he pointed out that it's really not something to joke about uh, and things like that. I'll have that clip embedded on the website. I don't want to go too much into it uh, on this episode because... We're talking about some other stuff, but something I really wanted to point out, um, of course, later, uh, they did apologize for it, they tweeted out saying, you know, we apologize, uh, this, this, uh, tweet does not reflect our values in any way, and, you know, we apologize. Now, I don't know what sort of idiotic person would even consider tweeting out a tweet like this. My guess is that, you know, they, of course, the nukes are always armed by people at all times, or, you know, could be armed by people at all times if there was, if ever need be, Uh, but, uh, you know, the, um communications staff and other, you know, kind of corporate relations staff was probably limited uh, on New Year's Eve, and I'm guessing that some uh, person who just wanted to have, you know, who didn't really care much about his or her, their job, uh, decided for no reason, or for some reason, to tweet out this, and then uh, it took probably a while for the uh, generals and the people who actually have power to even realize, let alone them communicating uh, successfully to the uh, you know the communication staff at the Pentagon or wherever the strategic the strategic command communications offices are to actually take not only take down the tweet but also formally apologize for it. So um, you know, ever tweeted that out? I think they did a good job ruining. Uh, a lot of people, not only, you know, citizens, but also uh, their colleagues, uh, or former colleagues, I would assume, at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's just very interesting and something that I wanted to point out here uh, on the podcast. Another thing, uh, very briefly, I won't go into this in detail at all, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren has basically taken a lot of steps at the moment uh, to launch her potential campaign, not, you know, it's not official yet, uh, for, uh, um, uh, president in 2020. That's kind of interesting. Um, so, she apparently says that she does not want to be Hillary 2.0, but that's pretty much what I and many others perceive her to be. I literally, you can just tell by looking at her that she's basically Hillary 2.0, and, uh, you know, a lot of the policies and kind of liberalism without her reflect kind of heavily, um, what, 
you know, she she wants to do and, and, and what, you know, she strives to do as a potential president of the United States. There's actually a website that was launched today, um, and I guess the uh, the official terminology for this is that she uh, launched an exploratory committee for president of the United States, and, you know, of course, with that launch of the committee, it is, uh, you know, evident that she wants to uh, be president, or at least run for president, uh, she's kind of dramatic, to be co- totally honest, um, she says, we will, uh, take back our democracy, we will do this, and, and I don't want to go on a rant or anything, but she says a lot of things that are pretty bold, pretty, uh, attackful on the, uh, that's not a word, but, you know, she says, we'll, we'll save our democracy, we'll rebuild our middle, middle class, we'll end Washington corruption, and then she says, will you join our fight, and that's that's at the beginning. And she actually has something that's very interesting on her website, and I don't know on the technical, technical aspect of this, if they ping your IP to make sure that, um, you know, it's you every time, but they say, they have a button where it says, I'm all in, I'm not sure yet, and I'm not in, and here's why. And what I find very interesting is that the size of the text for each option decreases as it goes down to being not sure or being not supportive, uh, and also the boldness of the text, and it's very interesting. And actually, I've, I've never seen politicians do that, uh, but maybe that's just me not visiting campaign websites, but I think that's actually a pretty good idea. Uh, so, you know, I, to be honest, in the early days, I don't think she's going to win, um, but, you know, if she really gets serious and, and joins... Um, you know, and, and becomes, uh, you know, goes down the trail of potentially becoming a nominee, she could win um, as president of the United States. But at the moment, uh, I don't see that becoming a reality. Uh, so, yeah, that's just my little uh, kind of anal- analysis of, of that, and my Kowalski analysis of everything, uh, meme references there. Uh, but, yeah, so um, it's 6.38 on the Jade Dory podcast. So, uh, let's talk about the main part, the main portion, the main segment of this episode, whatever you want to refer to it as. Uh, I mentioned in the beginning that there are a couple of new things, uh, that have happened in my studio, and, uh, one of them is actually, uh, a little bit of a problem at the moment, as you may have heard right there, my voice, I kind of came a little bit farther away from the micro- microphone, um, the, so I have, so, first of all, I actually had this Christmas in addition to my monitor setup. Um, I technically have two monitors, or I had two monitors, and now I have three. Uh, but, yeah, so three, two before and three now. And two of them are uh, horizontal, one of them is vertical, and the vertical one is on the right. And it's they're each 27 inches, they're the exact same model of, of uh, monitor. But the problem is my mixer... Is which is the Behringer X32 Compact. I'll have it on my website. Uh, but the problem is the mixer is on the right. So, and if you look at the graphic on there on on the website, there is on the left side of this mixer, uh, which is to the closest of the right to me, and there those are all the faders that I need to access to mix things. Um, there, there's all these uh, these panels that you can access, and all, not panels, but, you know, sections of faders that you can access, um, where, so, like, here, I have my microphone volume, but for my 
inputs for the you know the swishes and the and the music that I want to play, they're all coming through different uh, sections of faders and. Uh, I cannot have multiple, I mean, I, I te- technically I actually could patch it correctly, it would be a little bit of a pain, but I could do it, um, but what I do is just for ease of access, and if I'm having multiple people and I don't want to constantly mix between, I can have, um, you know, I have to switch between patches of faders for me to adjust certain things, and the this monitor, which is vertical, covers the view, so I have to kind of guess, and I can kind of arch my head under, and, you know, uh, see, see what it looks like under, you know, from that angle, but if I'm doing that in a live show, it sounds like I'm talking all the way back here, and that really serves no purpose whatsoever, I like to be up close to the microphone, and make sure you can hear every, every, everything I, I hear and say. Um, but yeah, so new monitor, that's a big thing. Uh, in addition to that, in terms of enhancements to the actual studio, uh, I got a 48-pack of acoustic foam that I actually, uh, just finished hanging today. I got some wonderful assistance, uh, that was greatly appreciated, uh, but, uh, I, I hung it, and it looks great, and it is going to do a great job, uh, in the future, and I'm really, really glad that it actually worked out. It's a 48-pack of acoustic foam, um, and I'm very, very glad that it happened. Let me see, I'm actually looking for the exact, just because I want to refer everyone to this wonderful company, uh, it looks like the, 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 uh, product came from a company called Zin and Log, X-I-N and Log, uh, you can get 48 of them for 50 bucks, they're really good, they're good, uh, for studios, uh, of course, for control rooms and things like that, um, basically, the point of them, and they're not near me, because I actually have, like, this bulletin board that surprisingly does a really good job of absorbing sound and vibrations, and basically acts as a built-in acoustic panel, uh, but for when I have guests and when I do my other show, JDRC Politics, with my friend Ryan Clark, um, it will really be good because these panels will f- specifically focus as, focus on the mid to high range frequencies and then get rid of all the echoes that could uh, potentially happen. And they also look really nice, to be honest. They look uh, great. They're a nice piece, and they really make everything look uh, a lot more professional and everything like that. So... Uh, yeah, I believe, oh, wait, is this not the right one? Oh, shoot, maybe this isn't, uh, because there, I had another one that I actually ended up returning, and, uh, because they were vacuum-packed, and they were really, 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 really bad, uh, I did not like those at all, and I actually, I don't want to refer you to the wrong ones, I'll have the, I'll have the official link on the website, oh, here, this is it, it's the, uh, AK Trading Company, that, that is the one. These are the really good ones. I believe these are the ones. Uh, I'll have the official link on my website if you want to confirm that. Uh, but at the moment, I am positive that those are the ones uh, that are uh, that that I'm using in the studio right now um, and everything like that. So uh, that I just wanted to point that out. They are great. I really, really like them um, as pieces in studio. So yeah, that's that. Um, what else? Oh, so I have a TV in the studio. Um, it is a 43.5 inch element fire TV 4k and, uh, I actually, cause everything in this whole studio actually surprisingly runs off of a laptop. So my three monitors and this TV run off of a laptop. It's a MacBook pro, uh, 2017 and it 
is pretty much a beast. I'm working it super hard, uh, using a lot of, I mean, the fan pretty much never stops on the thing, uh, and it's, it's about, uh, you know, 20 to 25-75% at all times, um, in terms of actual power, but it's, uh, it's driving a lot, it's driving four monitors, four external monitors, five monitors in total, um, and it's doing a really, really good job. I can't push anything more on it. I'm pushing it to the limits in terms limits in terms of graphics, uh, but that's what I'm doing. And most of the time, I'm actually stre- streaming more than uh, six live video sources at a time, which is a little bit insane. Uh, but I like to watch things, uh, you know, just to have just for the you know comfort and everything. I have outdoor security camera streams, indoor security camera streams of what else is happening in the house and everything like that. Uh, I just like to watch that, and that computer handles all of the processing and everything like that. So certainly very grateful for that and very grateful for you know the fact that it works and that it works well. It's very important. Um, and then I also, you know, I always, I always have... Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, I always have uh, different news feeds coming in here just because I want to stay on top of it. Uh, and I have a Twitter feed. I use TweetDeck uh, because it looks really nice and it keeps me up to date, like, exactly on time. Uh, because the tweets fly in, it's almost like boom, 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 boom. Like, you you can't even read it. But uh, it's a great program. It is incredibly super, super, super CPU intensive. If you have, if you're running multiple threads of, um, of you know feeds and things like that. Like if I'm running multiple, you know, things and there's breaking news and it really it it goes super fast. Like you can, I mean, it, it almost I would imagine burning out the graphics on the certain. Uh, program where it just goes boom, 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 and you can't even, I mean, it's crazy, and it's, 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 uh, it's a good program, uh, it's crashed a couple times because it's just been so CPU intensive, um, but I think that's the computer really just telling it to crash because it can't handle it anymore, but all you have to do is reboot it, and I've only happened that me, uh, have <laughs> I've only had that happen to me, uh, two or three times, so that's good, doesn't really happen all that often. Uh, what else? Um, oh, I was scrolling through the many patches of my, uh, board, and on my virtualizer, my Behringer Virtualizer 3D machine, I actually figured out how exactly to feed, uh, effects processing through my microphone. Um, let's see if this works. I... I might have to route my fade. Oh, there it is. Uh, I might have to. I, I was gonna say I, I might have to route my faders again, but no, I don't because I'm sending uh, bus 14 on my mixer. Uh, I have 16 buses in total on my mixer, um, and I'm running 14 as reverb. So that's a little bit of reverb. I can turn that up, and it all goes through this virtualizer 3D machine. Um, that has over, I think, 3,000 effects on it. Um, I'm routing a delay, a delay feature, feature on, on uh, 15. And again, I'm just controlling this with faders and knobs live, so I'm not even going to have to do anything in post-production. But this is literally, like, if I turn off both at the same time, that's what it sounds like. And I can even, if I wanted to, pull each of these fader patches up at the same time, and then see, and then even dominate the reverb, um, like, more than my actual mic sound effects, so the echo is louder than my actual voice, so, like, here, 
that's what that would sound like. It's almost like you can't even hear my voice or anything. But it, it's really cool. Is even when you take the bus completely down, the the effects of the reverb that have ha, that have, that may have occurred before still go on, even though that even though. Uh, you've lowered that fader down on that particular bus, which is really, really cool, and something, it's pretty professional, um, for, for things and everything like that, and I, I actually did not expect that to happen, um, you know, if you don't know this, and I don't think a lot of people do, but a lot of the music radio stations that you listen to, that are constantly music, music, but then they have a DJ that kind of talks, they run a little bit of reverb, just under, so it really makes, and you can't really, like, they, they make it sound like this, basically, like, you, what, you hear my voice, um, they run that little amount of reverb, uh, under their voice, just because it makes, it kind of jives with the music more, and it's a really, really easy, simple solution, um, and some boards even come with it, actually, this board, I believe, comes with a bunch of different styles of reverb, reverb, but I have the virtualizer, it has about 60 times more, um, effects built into it, and it's, uh, completely stereo, um, dual mono, so it's really, really good as well, so I just default to, uh, using that, because it's there, and I really like it. Uh, oh, oh, this is a big, big thing that I did not think I was gonna like as much as I did, and I, I, uh, have to, uh, basically say this one thing. If you haven't heard uh, if you haven't kind of picked up on this so far with the addition of the monitor and kind of the moving of the TV mount and everything, this whole addition to the studio, or Christmas, was about efficiency. It really was just all about efficiency and productivity and increasing the effectiveness and speed of my workflow. Um, and one of the things that I've gotten, I actually had, so I have an iPhone ten. um... I really like my iPhone 10. Uh, it's been great. Um, and I had a Mophie uh, wireless charger, those things that they sell in the Apple store. You can get a Belkin one or you can get a Mophie one. Uh, I, being the capitalist that I am, chose the Mophie one. And uh, it, you know, it's great. It, it was good. But I didn't have any, pl the, sh the cord, I tied it way too short in the beginning. This is technically my fault, but not really. Uh, I, I, I had a, I was being very, uh, obsessive compulsive with everything, and, um, put a wire tie around the, the cable for the, um, for the, uh, the, the cable for the, for the, um, wireless charger, I don't know why I couldn't think of that, um, and it was way too short that I couldn't even cut it out because I was going to cut the cord and I didn't want to cut the cord. So what I ended up doing um, is getting this r cheaper. It's actually a fourth of the price. It's a Senio desk charger that's wireless and it works really good. I saw uh, on my fr uh, my friend had a one that was from Anchor, but Senio is really good. It's uh, of course Qi certified and everything. It's a wireless charger. And it sits on your desk. It has a great uh, great length of cord. It comes in black and white. You literally just put your phone on the Senio charger, and it charges. And it, you can see all your notifications pop up one by one as they come through. It's only twenty ninety nine on Amazon. I'll have a link uh, on the website and everything. But it is, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of um, equipment that's pretty cheap for what it is. And... 
you know, it, it does the job very, very well. So, definitely recommend it. It uh, increased, I, I didn't even think that this was going to be a big thing, but it certainly has turned out to be. Um, oh, another thing, this is not really, this is more maintenance, but doesn't really have to do with, uh, anything directly related to efficiency, uh, but I installed a fan for all this gear, because it is way, way too hot, it has been way too hot, it overheats a lot of the time, just because it's all stacked on top of each other, and the heat all goes into one concentrated area, so it's not great, um, but it, it, you know, it goes in there, and, um, so I got a fan from AC Infinity, and it's a rack-mounted fan with all the other gear, and uh, I can actually control it uh, in in the speed of the fan right on the arrow. It's actually really, really good, and I really like it. Uh, it, it does a great job of uh, controlling the the heat and the the amount of heat that is allowed to be exerted from the from the uh, pieces of equipment, and then also deflecting the heat as well. So I can. Uh, control it whenever I want. If I'm doing a lot of intensive things, then I will let it go, um, you know, super high. If I'm not, then I will do it super low, um, and that's really awesome as well. There's some some other custom controls, but for what I'm using it, I don't really need those custom controls. I can just, you know, this is what I want high, this is what I want low, and that's that. You can also have power being inputted into it, but not have the fan on, and for me, that's actually really nice because I used uh, power conditioners and power backups, and there's basically two master switches for the whole studio that will turn everything on and everything off, um, and I have everything plugged in, and if I don't have, you know, if, if I have to have it on constantly, I don't want to have to be drawing all that fan power um, constantly, but the fact that I can just have the, you know, have it plugged in but not actually being turned on very good, very high quality product. That's the AC Infinity Fan for rack mount. It is sublime in every in every sense of the word. Um, let's see what else. Uh, you know, potentially actually a Huawei computer will be in the studio. We'll update you on that. Of course, I'll update you. Uh, uh, and if you don't already, for some reason, um, have if if you don't already. Um, you're not signed up to my newsletter, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Go sign up, you'll get a free 100%, well, I mean, everything in my, everything is free uh, at the moment and everything, but I just like to say free because it, you know, if you don't say free, then it's inferred that it's not free. So it, it's a free, 100% free uh, resource guide for everything that I have in the studio. You get 100% uh, everything that I have, and, and it's completely listed in my review, my take on everything. All you have to do is go to j-doherty.com slash resources or j-doherty.com slash newsletter. Both will get you uh, to the same place. They are they, they, It'll give you a whole list, and you can also be on my... Uh, Updates for everything. I send a couple a month. Nothing totally obsessant, but if you want to get the latest news in politics, you can also have that option. There's tons of stuff that I constantly uh, send out, and some of the stuff that I don't even send out. So uh, go go over to there to j-doherty.com/newsletter. I'm going to talk about one other thing, and then I'm going to talk about iTunes reviews, and then we'll be done with the episode. Uh, it is the J Doherty podcast, and I'm broadcasting live at 6:55 and 34 seconds. Oh no, where's my swoosh effect? My software that I'm about to talk about isn't working. Oh wait, now it is.
uh, the software that I'm referring to is QLab. <laughs> Sorry about that little uh, joke there, uh, or that little fluke, or whatever you may want to call it. Um, it. That was an accident, 100%, and this is the software that I'm using. It is called QLab. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, perhaps yes, perhaps no. It's I believe it's actually... Um, more widely used in the uh, theater space than anything else, uh, but it's QLab, and they actually, um, it's a basically a sound effect program um, where you can input uh, sound effects, and I ditched my other program, Sound Effects, it was just called Sound Effects, and went to QLab. Um, if you're using MIDI and you're using lights, this actually works uh, very well. You can add custom light cues and have the computer actually just directly output this. You don't even need the lighting board, from what I know, but I'm not a lighting person, so I do not know all the specifics of that. Um, but, you know, this is actually a really good program for that type of stuff, so I've heard. Uh, so... Yeah, the QLab, really good. You can assign custom uh, auto hotkey triggers, and you can also assign levels and fades and stops and things like that. You can even trim the waveform of the audio. You can do, and it's all free, by the way. I mean, you, there's a paid version that you can get a license for some of the more advanced features, but you can do a lot for the free version, and actually, you know, all these companies say, oh, you know, you can download a free version, and you get a lot of stuff, but this, you actually get a lot of stuff. Uh, it's, it's really great program from what I've had the experience of using so far, and it's actually a little bit of a scam, in my opinion, this one little part of it, it not, not a scam in terms of, like, monetary value, but they make you think that you need to pay, but you actually don't, um, very important tip for everyone, in QLab, if you go to, uh, broad, if, if you go to, um, whatever sound effect or clip that you have, there are a couple of, uh, panels here, it's one, two, three, four, five, six panels, or six tabs that you have of choosing, there's basics, triggers, times and loops, audio levels, audio trim, and audio effects, if, my, so, my, uh, the output that it assigns for the certain sound effect is not the output that I want, so, naturally, I go under, I had to search for this, but I went under audio levels, which is the correct place to go, I clicked edit, and it says license required, edit, it's a little pop-up, editing audio device requires, uh, route, or device routing and effects requires a license, so you have to go, and they say, you can click a button that install, that says install a license, and it'll make a little pop-up window that says, oh, you know, you can install this license, all you have to do is go to this website and pay for it, you know, it's about 400 bucks or something. But you can actually go in through, and I believe this is the overall patch for everything, but you actually have the ability of going through everything, every single file, and changing the output patch on every single file, and they're actually numbered, so I have, um, I have so many outputs on here, well, in my subjective definition of a lot, um, I have four display port um, outputs, even though I'm running them through HDMI. For some reason, it it, it, it uh, reads it as display port. I have built-in output, which is the one that I want because it's going through a headphone jack, which is going through uh, an auxiliary. Uh, uh, let's see, what is it? Auxiliary one and two on my 13 and 14 uh, upper left patch bay. Uh, way, way, way too complicated for anything really. Uh, and then I have my mixer output, which I don't use because the routing on there, there's 144 outputs, it gets really confusing, um, and then for some reason there's a bunch of USB headphone sets that I don't know why they're there, but they're there, uh, but I want to input, and you can actually, there's, there's numbers that are automatically assigned, so it's really easy, instead of having, you know, to, you know, 
scroll down, do this and do that. All you have to do is click. And for mine, it's five. So I do click five, enter, and then arrow down, click five, enter, arrow down, click five, enter, arrow down. You're probably not understanding what I'm saying, but if if you uh, saw, if you, if, and I'll, maybe I'll put a video or something on the website, uh, j-roy.com, uh, where you'll be able to see what the heck I'm talking about, but uh, that's basically what I'm talking about <laughs> uh, on QLab. It's a great program. I really like it. Uh, I said I was going to talk about one other thing about iTunes reviews, and that is what I am going to talk about iTunes reviews help me out a lot, and if you're listening on iTunes, if you're listening at whatever, please, please, please leave me an iTunes review. If it's good, if it's bad, if you hate me, if you love me, please, please leave me an iTunes review because it really does help. And, um, you know, there's a lot of... I've, I've been looking at the download numbers on this podcast. Not that I, you know, am ever going for the download numbers, but um, because I really do... I care more about the people and, you know, having the having even if it's a smaller number, having them actually, you know, like the content and obtain value from the content, rather than the number of people who are just listening, um, but it's been going up, and to be quite honest with you, the, uh, number of rate, I mean, I have, I believe I, at the moment, I have a five-star review on iTunes, but, um, there are not, uh, there's not tons of ratings on the iTunes, and, you know, it, it really does help for more people just like you to be listening to the podcast, so please, uh, review, share the podcast, it really does help not only me, but the this podcast to grow and get bigger and serve more people all around the world. So, uh, you know, and of course, iTunes serves on a worldwide platform, and it's a great platform for podcasting. Uh, but we're not only just on iTunes. I'm on Stitcher Radio. I am on uh, Podbean. I'm on Anchor FM. I'm uh, so many different places. Pretty much any podcast directory that you could ever think of in the world, including Google Play. This podcast is on. I also do another show uh, called JDRC Politics with my friend Ryan Clark, and uh, we do it every single. Well, I mean, we've actually been taking a really long break uh, for the for a while, um, but um, we're gonna get right back into it. Actually, this week, this Wednesday, we're gonna be releasing an episode um, in the afternoon. Uh, this Wednesday, it'll be whatever. What is it gonna be? January second, and uh, that's when we will be releasing. The uh, new episode will be episode. What 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 episode here? I have my episode guide right here. I have an archive guide of every as a spreadsheet of all the episodes I've ever done. Let's take a look at this. Uh, it'll be episode one two 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 two. What is this? Oh shoot! I have this in this weird format because I was testing some stuff. It'll be let's see two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty one two. It'll be episode number twenty three uh, of the JDRC Politics podcast. I do it with my friend Ryan Clark. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to jdrcpolitics.com, Episode number twenty three, uh, and it will, there's a link on my website over to there as well. Uh, but yeah. This is the uh, JDRC Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's 7.03 as I close up this episode on Monday, December 31st, 2018. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please, please review, rate, and share the podcast. See you next week on the JDRC Podcast.